Hey there, this is Will, and this is Not Your Typical Karen Podcast, Episode 2, recorded on August 15th, 2020, titled School Reopening and COVID, Part 2, The Student's Perspective. Thanks, and hope you enjoy listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Typical Karen. Today, we're going to be revisiting School Reopening and COVID, Part 2, The Student's Perspective. And we have a couple of guests joining us today, but first, Will, you want to introduce them? Sure. So we have two guests. One is Junior, and the other is Sage. Sage, I've known for quite a while. Uh, And as far as Junior goes, I'll let Karen speak to that. Thank you, Will. Um, But first, I'd like to thank our listeners and supporters. If you joined us and you enjoyed the first episode that we dropped last Monday, Thank you for supporting us and for listening. If you enjoy listening to our content, please hit like and subscribe. And don't forget to share. This morning, I had a a delightful coffee from the George Howell Coffee Roasters. And uh, they're on the East Coast. Tasting notes for this was orange maple syrup and chocolate. And and it's absolutely to die for. So (laughs) it's great. So anyways, let's, let's go ahead and get back to what we're here for. Okay, so the reason why we wanted to extend on our first episode talking about COVID and going back to school and the anxiety surrounding um, returning to school is because um, we have a listener, a valued listener who is with us today who brought it to our attention that what about the student's perspective? Um, We talked about surveys being given to parents and school officials um, collaborating with the parents and also the school district and um, public health department on what, how we should approach this school year um, consisting of distance learning. Um, But have we asked our students for their input and their feedback on how they feel about the distance learning or their new normal of yeah, no, we we've never we haven't asked that question. Last last episode, we really just talked about it from a parent's perspective of high school and younger students, which is which is kind of interesting because last week my kids did start school, and uh, I know your kids don't start school until Monday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I do have two kids. One is third grade. I know that now. <laughs> The other is a junior in high school. So uh, one thing I do want to just mention about, about that is, is that I was encouraged with how things went. It was, it was very smooth. It went, you know, I went to my, my uh, son's uh, high school on Monday, which was uh, just this past Monday, which was the, the 10th. And we went in to register him. And to also take pictures. And I really didn't know what to expect. I was really expecting to be there for a few hours, maybe. So I I went in. I walked him to the gymnasium. uh, Told him, hey, I'll see you on the other side. I went to go and drop, uh, pick the car up to go and drive it to the other side of the the campus. So that I don't need, so he doesn't have to walk all the way back to where we had originally parked. And Mm -hmm. between that, that time of me even walking over to the car, he had texted me and said, Hey, I'll meet you at the car. I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you done? So I thought that went really fast. They, it sounds like they wanted to get the kids through as quickly as possible to minimize contact and you know just everything with all, with COVID and all that. And um, that was Monday and Thursday. They started school. I was really encouraged with what I saw and and how the the the, the schools the teachers are are handling it this time of. Uh, at the beginning of this school year, this time around, they had uh, the schedules. To we we knew what the schedules were before the, the before Thursday. We mm-hmm. wrote it all down so everyone could see, and we and they were online for pretty much the entire time. So it was uh, it was it was quite different from the experience we had last year, and I, I would assume that it would be quite different and would be much more um, like they've. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that was my experience. And 
So with that said, I mean, let's let's hear what the students have to say. I mean, we have Sage on, we have Junior on. Who wants to go first? Yeah. So um, if I could ask you though, um, a little bit, just give a little bit um, of information on what year you are in school, um, and uh, give us your feedback, what your thought is, and let's let's begin. Okay. 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 I guess I'll go first. Um, my name is Sage, and I would like to first acknowledge both parents because I know it's hard to be a parent and watching a kid after school and basically teach them and be kind of like a sub teacher but Uh um, to talk about myself um, I am a fourth year at Sac State so I'm finishing up this year Um, and the overall feedback what stood out to me was um, the fact that the teachers and the parents are trying so hard just to alleviate the stress throughout the school year. But I believe it would be more beneficial to look at the student's perspective, like how stressed out are they and how can we help them um, more so. Right. After all, the students are the ones in these classes. Exactly. Yes. Um, So with that... um, I mean, what... So... I mean, I, I know you have mentioned offline with me that you did see a survey, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, during our last uh, episode, we talked about the parents receiving these th- surveys, but we never really touched on students seeing these surveys at all or, or responding to them. So what did that mean to you? How did that feel to get a st- survey and what kind of questions were there? I believe that it felt really important to me because overall it's getting my feedback and my input for my education because it's not cheap to go to school. So I would like to have a say in how things are going to run. Um, So basically what they said was that most of the classes are going to be online, but me as a science major, they had, um, the bio classes be in person just due to the fact that laboratories need to be done um, firsthand. So it was a bit concerning to me because how would they implement social distancing and um, just sanitary practices in general. So in the survey, it basically just asked if we were available and if we were comfortable in coming to Sac State, if Um, the conditions allowed us to. Um, I know for certain classes, you have to go through the dean in order to get it approved to be in person, but um, they went through all of that after Mm -hmm. taking the survey, so. uh, I mean, after after you took the survey, so it was what they did had nothing to do with the survey responses? Is that what? That's what it's up. No, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, basically, um, so they were just trying to decide how many days we were allowed to go in yeah. and then go from there. Um, so originally it was uh, like originally all bio classes had to be in person, but I think they were all trying to make it online regardless. So after we took the survey, um, most people wanted to be in class yeah. for the labs. So I believe about 60% of the class said that they can come in. And then they went to the dean to approve to only have two days to go to campus. For labs. Yes. I mean, what would be the alternative for a the lab? The alternative, um, it would just be online Um I believe the teacher would just try to have like all the samples and then a worksheet to correspond with that. Um, but I believe it's not the same, not with like the same. Um, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> well, I would imagine, especially if it's a bio, you're, you said you're in sciences, right? Bio, uh, yeah. Biological sciences yes. major. Um, and I could only imagine chemistry, bio lab, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> be kind of difficult and a lot challenging to do the instruction virtually right yeah so let me switch over a little bit to our high schooler guest um do you have any feedbacks because in contrast with you um junior they surveyed your parents 
and I'm not sure if there was a separate email that were um, that was sent to you and your sibling in high school, but would you care to let us know how you feel um, you would have liked to have been considered um, being that you're entering your senior year in high school? Yeah, um, I personally, I didn't get any other surveys or anything like that. They didn't ask me any questions how I felt with this online learning. The last time I got a survey was, I'd say, back in May, uh, my junior year. And all they did was ask us, like, how hard was it to learn if the teachers were doing a good job at teaching us and if we needed any help. And that was pretty much it. They didn't ask us, like, personal experiences or uh, how we felt at home or uh, whether or not we'd like to go back because there's no option to go back because of this whole COVID mess. Sure. Yeah. Option to go back to yep. face-to-face yes. in-person instruction. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. So there was, there was no option. It was, it's all going to be distance learning. So did you, would you like to have been asked? I mean, would you like to have provided your opinion on that? Um, to be fair, I would just recommend that we all stay at home. I feel as if, we should wait until there's a vaccine and even then I'd say give it a few months before. So then, because with my thing with this whole vaccine thing is that I would like to wait a couple months before taking it because we don't know the long-term effects because the goal right now throughout the entire world is to push out a vaccine as soon as possible due to the fact right. that the economy as of right now is tanking hard because of COVID. Yeah. It's putting pressure on a lot of households, a lot of families, a lot, a lot, everyone really. Everyone's affected by that. So with, hey Sage, so with, with the way that things were, I mean, what, briefly, can you just describe the challenges that you had to go through uh, as soon as all this started and you were still at Sac State? When all this started and when I was still going to Sac State, um, like attending in-person classes and deciding whether or not Mm -hmm. to go home. Um, I think it was challenging uh, the older professors, I want to say, because they are not um, like technologically um, advanced. My professor did not want to switch to online just because um, that was also a lab. So I believe Mm -hmm. it would be harder for him to teach um, online with physics. So, yeah. So that one was really challenging. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, but all the other teachers, I feel like um, they were on the younger side and they kind of had an idea of how things were going to run. Um, we mostly did it through Canvas, so um, pretty fluid in that. So it was really good, just experience like throughout the first three years of my college career. So um, other than that, I was down to go home. I was <laughs> like... <laughs> Let's be honest here. There we go. Honesty. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Um, just because of the expenses of, like, gas, commuting to school. Um, and then, plus, we got a refund on our parking pass, which was really nice. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah those are expensive. And then, I know. And then kind of, like, reduced tuition for summer and um, the rest of the school year. But, unfortunately, for this year, it's the same, if not more. So that's just the downside. So I guess it's for the students that actually need those resources, such as like um, health counseling, um, the gym, um, and then just advising in general. So I think I just take that for granted because I have those resources or like I wouldn't need them. But I guess I'm just paying for those resources so that other people can use them. Yeah, that's 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 a whole another topic right i mean do you yeah <laughs> do you how does that feel well i'm you know it's kind of like paying for taxes you know yeah. we're paying for taxes and we're not using all of the services but we're paying for other people to use to to be able to to get services right and, and i'm all for that but um sage going back to what you said mm-hmm. um you you're fortunate that you do have those resources at your fingertips mm-hmm. but for those who may not have um, the resources that are available to you, do you have any recommendations as to how or where they can reach out 
on campus or outside the campus since um, you said that it's your fourth year in Sac State. So Mm -hmm. obviously you're pretty familiar with the area, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no problem. Um, So mainly you just want to go to the well and then the well just um, at Sac State, it just helps you uh, in general to get access to the health services that you need. You can also like get prescriptions through there, even medication, Um, sometimes even um, like over-the-counter medication for free, actually, just because um, we all pay for that. So oh. it's really nice um, so that everyone gets to have the things without, you know, like, breaking the yeah. bank for it. So The well? Is that a... What it's, is that? It's like this big... Um, it's this big gym center on, I think, like, the south side of campus. Okay. But, so a lot of student services so are really nice. in the well. Um, so like a a wellness center kind of yeah oh there you go it's called the well yeah for wellness (laughs) not for will it's well (laughs) well i was thinking of like a hole in the ground with water at the bottom oh my god (laughs) no i think it serves the opposite well it lifts up people you mean i don't fall in you know it supports them okay so i just wanted to make that clear, what about make sure everybody all of our listeners understood what we're talking about so what about you junior what challenges uh would you say you had to work with or work around um with regards to technology at home or with your teachers um and you can even talk about this, the struggles or challenges that you were faced with um, starting last year in March when we transitioned to distance learning. Well, personally, the only challenges that I had was one-on-one communication with the teachers because it's not as easy to just simply go after school so then I can ask questions whenever I need help with a certain topic. Like in AP Chemistry, that's the class I struggled the most and it was really hard for me to uh, basically hang on with the rest of the students. I mean, and, it's AP, so it's already a pretty difficult class as it is. And it's chemistry, right? So, I mean, both the fact that it's AP and chemistry, I can see how that could be very challenging when you're distance learning, let alone not, yeah. right? Yeah, it yeah. was, how is it performing too well in the first semester? But we were in person, so when we had to do distance learning, it was like yeah. way harder. Yeah. So what would you like to see this semester? Um especially since you have a couple of AP classes as well. It's your senior year. It's your last year at the high school. Um, And we don't know when we're going to return to um, -to face-to-face instruction. But what kind of help would you like to be offered to you? Um, I mean, I know you. You advocate for yourself. You know how to speak when you need help. But what what, what is it that you want heard? I mean, what what feedback or what requests would you like us to know about that we haven't considered? Um, well, I'm only taking one AP this year, and that's AP Psychology. But for the most part, all I can really ask is like space, time and space for myself so I could work because I'm more of a, I'll get the job done if I could just work alone for a little bit kind of person. Working alone in this time of COVID is, <laughs> it's, it's, sorry. <laughs> Because I think like all of us right now, it's like, well, it's it's great for all of us introverts who don't want to be right. around people because now we're just, let's all work alone. Now I do better. Now I, I work, I can work at my own pace. I, you know, I don't need someone be, you know, just trying to push me to do this because now I can just oh. kind of do it myself. Yeah. Or distractions. I mean, I'd say that's totally. true because I'm more of like an outgoing person, like, I like working with people a lot, but if I need to get something done, then I'm just going to need, like, time and space. Yeah. You know, just grind through it. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask a follow-up, follow-up question to that, but I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, you know what I was going to ask? So since you're a senior, Junior, uh, I'm curious because my son's a junior, and, uh, you know, obviously junior, senior year, those are, like, the most important Times, even sophomore years mm-hmm. or uh, higher education after high school. So how, do, how, 
how are you planning on moving forward with your senior year and then moving on to a college if that's where you choose to go to or do after high school how how, how is this going to affect that this whole covid thing and and this change for the way that we're going to school and i don't even know what colleges are even how they're going to be looking at at what classes you're taking if Quite honestly, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm kind of curious what your take is on that. Well, I'm applying to UCs and like one CSU. So for I think this whole COVID thing benefits me more than anything because for UCs, they're not even taking account the SAT or ACT scores. So I could just apply with my GPA and wow. classes that I've taken. But he's still taking the SAT that I already paid for it. I told him that. <laughs> oh, man. So. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yes, mother. No, I'm just, I'm no, just no, teasing you, son. No, that's 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 kind of interesting. I was just, how you know, so that they're, so they're not even looking at SATs or ACTs. Uh, so a lot of the requirements that they're that they would normally look for, they kind of dropped or or just eliminated or whatever. It- Right. They're not, they're not, um, it's not going to have so much weight right. I think, this year because um, they did put out an article right around, I think right around maybe May or June that the UCs were considering, um, the UC regents were considering um, eliminating looking at the SATs and the ACT scores um, as the requirement or uh, criteria for qualifying students in um, admission to their universities. And pretty sure that they discussed it in school too. But I think yes, it is an uh, it is an advantage. I think for a lot of students, um, especially those who do not test well, even though they have the grades for it. Um, but then when testing comes around, you know, uh, comes into play, um, they have trouble with testing. Which I'm one of those people. Um, I struggle with testing, <laughs> so. Oh, and how do you feel about that, Sage, since your SAT and ACT scores did count? Uh, no, I went to CC before. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with the community colleges. Yes, and you save money, too. So, But I still took it yeah. just in case. But Right. Yeah, but I think that's good now um, for the people that are applying because it alleviates stress and it's yeah. just one less thing to worry about. That's true. And plus, a lot of people sometimes, um, I don't know if they give waivers for those type of testings, but I know that a lot of people also cannot afford those testings. Mm -hmm. Or even to take the PSAT testing, even though College Board is there with the practice test. So, and I don't know if other parents or children also take advantage of, you know, College Board and take the practice tests that are on there. But yeah. Yeah, those SAT scores. I mean, so one of the things that for me that I kind of uh, knowing that uh, my son's going to be going to college, or at least I hope he will. You know, he's looking at all the requirements that he has that he, that's in front of him to even go to like a UC or a CSU. You know, you you need to almost have like this perfect GPA. And then you need to also be outgoing in all these clubs and all that. And, and then mm-hmm. I have, have these really insanely high scores in the SAT and all that. So although it, it, sounds, uh, it sounds encouraging that they're not going to be looking at some of this stuff, but then are they really not going to be looking at, you know what I mean? When, it, when you look at all these, uh, just the, the competitiveness of education, trying to get into these schools, and they, you know, you have the, the messages, oh, we're going to drop these from our requirements. But when you when push comes to shove, are you really dropping these requirements? Or are you just saying it to be politically correct, you know, because of the t- signs of the times kind of thing? I don't know if there's an well, answer to that, but, you know, it's just the controversy that <laughs> I bring up sometimes. And, you know, it... Well, I have an opinion on that because... Um... Probably one of the reasons, it's partly because of COVID that they um, 
made that determination to do away with taking or, you know, the, for the qualifying criteria to, for mm-hmm. the SAT scores and ACT scores. I think it goes back to the controversy um, over the rich people and wealthy people paying off tutors um, to get additional help <laughs> or to give their children um, the upper hand, right? Or that advantage. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in my time and age, I guess, many years ago, we had affirmative action, right? And then our high school, we had UCO, which stood for University and College Opportunity Program, which was kind of like a club almost or a program for um, minorities. Yeah, I think they have uh, something similar nowadays. I think it's AVID yeah, or exactly. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I think it, it does help out. It evens out the playing field for everybody. Like I said, for somebody who doesn't test well, but may have, you know, maybe very well-rounded in clubs, in sports, but then yet when it comes to testing, they can't pass a test for nothing, right? So I think in a way it does level out the playing field for everybody. It gives everybody an opportunity or a better chance of being accepted or being looked at versus somebody who has, um, you know, who may have um, equally have performed well in high school, very well-rounded sports, uh, you know, um, after school activities, and then they have this SAT school, uh, hella high SAT score because <laughs> hella high, hella high. <laughs> sorry, hella bay. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I think it, I think it's fair. You know, I think it evens up the playing field for everybody. Ideally, it does. I just, I, I guess I'm a little bit of a pessimist sometimes when it comes to these kind of things, where you have, you know, the 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 powers that be say one thing and yet doing something else on the, when no one's looking. And we have that all around us, right? I mean, I don't want to go into that, but just, yeah. it's just one of those things that, uh, well, anyway, it's life. <laughs> um, but, you know, let, let's be positive. Let's look forward and, and look at the way that things are this year. I mean, I know, Sage, you're, you're going to be starting that up pretty soon, right? Yes. When is that? Like next week? I forget. I think August 31st or something like that? Yes. Cool. So have you seen any difference in... Do you anticipate any difference? Have you seen any difference with the way that, that uh, your your school is, is handling this? Um, I think they're just trying to update us every week just in terms of like resources, what we need, and if we were to return to campus, just because I know there are uh, faculty, staff, and um, student employees that need to work in order to, you know, pay the bills. So um, consider to preparing, but I feel like fortunately for me, like I don't really have much preparing to do because it's all online and, the lab is only two days out of the entire semester. Um, I think oh, I'm wow. just, yeah, I think I'm just more concerned about um, being able to focus at home um, just mm-hmm. because it's hard transitioning from a college campus to where I can be alone in the library mm-hmm. for and right. coming home to like a vibe and just kind of just not being left alone, you know? <laughs> yeah, because you live, so, you live in a home with, with another sibling. Yes. Right, so... and So which yeah. brings me to the question, <laughs> what impact is any... I was trying to, I was trying to bridge siblings... that. <laughs> Thanks for leading us right into of it. Of course. That's what a co-host does. <laughs> So what impact do you both, Junior and Sage, what impact do you think siblings studying at home or just siblings being at home have on your distance learning? I mean, anyone want to share any anxieties maybe or fears or concerns that you have? For the most part, i just say my only issue would be if one of them decides to just run inside the room out of nowhere and start being loud while I'm in a Zoom call. Oh, there's multiple. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, we have a full house. <laughs> ah, I see, I see. 
Well, yeah, I can see that. that. Yeah, I can see that. Be, be uh, that you know that would be challenging. So I mean, what, what would? Yeah. So Junior, what would you? Are you? Do you have your own room and space that you can have these Zoom calls? Yes, I do. And can, can you lock the doors so your your mother doesn't barge in? No. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, there's no there's no lock on the doors, but um, if they. Or follow after my lead, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I work from home also, and especially if I'm on a like if I'm presenting training or I'm on a phone call, like phone conference, I'll put I'll put something on the door that says "Shh, I'm recording oh, like, right I now." I have a sign else. on the door. Oh. <laughs> no, like right now, I have a sign on the door that says "Shh, recording." Or if I'm on a phone call, I'll say "Shh, I'm on the phone. Please be quiet," you know, or "Don't come into the room." Um, I'm on a phone call or something. So um, they can do that as well. So we have three different stations. Um, we actually ordered two additional desks for the two other kids. So we have a senior, junior, and a seventh grader, and they're all going to have their own spaces. Um, like cubes? To ensure, well, the other one is going to be facing the the, the the wall corners of the house. Yeah, <laughs> the one in the Wi-Fi room, the other one in the family room. So they have their own space. Mm-hmm. And also we can keep an eye out on um, the youngest one, the seventh grader. So, so it's like everybody's going to be on timeout. Well, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no distractions, just facing the wall. <laughs> yeah, they are. There's no distractions, you know, no windows, no games, no TV, no no distractions. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah, no, I, I was just thinking about my own son and, uh, you know, my, my third grader, my third grader. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. I was just yes. thinking about him and we have him like set up facing the wall. <laughs> and, See you too. <laughs> but it, it's still, you know, he still gets distracted by, by everything. So I'm, I'm just working over there on the side and I, I'm looking at, I'm watching him while he's, you know, in class and I'm always looking trying to just catch him when he not doing something that he's not supposed to be doing on his computer, which he's doing all the time. Did I tell you? Oh, oh my God. I have I a have, suggestion. Wait, let me just explain. <laughs> I, have, I have an experience. So I don't just, when did he start? So he started on Monday, right? Uh, no, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And the day before he started school, he was messing with his, his Chromebook. Right. So he was he was like, you know, he told me, Dad, I'm going to I'm going to jump online to see and just say hi to my teacher. I'm like, OK, I don't know why you need to do that, but go ahead. <laughs> so he does. Right. And, you know, I was busy with something. So he's on his laptop, on his Chromebook. And I check up on him maybe like 10 minutes later and I ask him if he went on there. And he said, no, I had a I had a problem with something and I couldn't get in. So I went to go look at it. And he was trying, you know, he, he didn't have access to the Wi-Fi. So I had to type in the password. And when I did, it wasn't working. So I don't know oh. what he did. And I was just, Ooh. it was like the day before, you know, classes started and he had done something oh, with the Chromebook. No. And I was just like, oh my God, you didn't have to do that now, did you? Really? Come on. I figured it out. So everything's good. But it was just like, oh, pull my hairs out, you know. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. I just have to share. So, that's like a parent's nightmare, <laughs> just like... right? Just like my nightmare um, going into the weekend, our internet Xfinity had an outage because of the rolling blackout in our area. Yeah. So our Xfinity was out last night, I think starting at 8 o'clock. And then we barely got it back up right before we started recording at like 2.30. So that's one of my worries right now. What if that happens during their class, you know, their yeah. class? And then I remembered, oh, wait, um, they have unlimited data on their folks. So they could always <laughs> transition back. I have a, I have a suggestion for, for third your third grader. <laughs> um, I, saw it on, I saw it on social media this morning on Facebook. Yeah. And what they're doing with um, the younger grades, um, grade schoolers, like I don't know, middle school yeah. maybe or younger kids so that uh, they don't get distracted by their surroundings while learning. Mm-hmm. Um, get like a divider you know how we have the little poster boards oh uh, yeah that they do their projects uh-huh. so put that Kinda like when you're voting um, around them right exactly a voting to booth. divide them right yes yes basically but this parent was using it to um 
separate their kids because they were doing their uh, distance learning in the basement and they all had to share that same room, yeah. basement room, right? So what she did was she put that poster board divider um, in between the students, her, her students, um, and I guess that kept them focused and not distracted by whatever the other yeah. person next door to them exactly. was doing. Right. So that might be something that you can do for your third grader, like just post their schedule in front mm -hmm. and whatever else. However, else you want to decorate the poster board or their booth. <laughs> their <their> voting booth. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Sage, what about you? What about you and your siblings? Or sibling? <clears throat> uh, we're 10 years apart, so I feel like he's fine. He doesn't really pester me too much. Just because he's a gamer, so uh, ah. <laughs> so he's always doing his own thing. Um, but his classes are mainly in the morning. So from 8 to 12 is when he's in session. And for my classes, they're mostly at night. So I believe, like, it should be fine. Like, I'll be able to help him in the morning and then get things squared away before my class. Um, and I feel like it's mostly my mom who's bugging me all the time. So... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, come eat huh. sage did you eat <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> did you do the laundry <laughs> right that's why yeah. you spend a lot of your time outside of the house I, <laughs> i'm not even home right now <laughs> oh <laughs> so i i do have another follow-up question for you sage only mm -hmm. because um you are in college and you have experience at college life mm -hmm. um and perhaps even um a little bit more experience with online classes because college does offer um online classes so what advice would you have for somebody like my son like junior mm -hmm. um who is just starting out, you know, and getting accustomed to learning online and not maybe having the resources or the um, opportunity or ability to ask, you know, for additional help for that, you know, face-to-face -face help from the teacher if he needs help. Like, do you have any advice or any workarounds, recommendations on how to um, make sure that he succeeds and gets what, the help that he needs? Mm -hmm. um, so basically uh, how I get through my classes online um, I basically try to email as many people as possible just to make, reduce the stress and anxiety, just to know that we're on the same page. Um, but in regards to online classes, just make schedule and organize and plan your day ahead of time um, just to anticipate what's going to go on the next day. So just always looking forward and um, paying attention to deadlines is the most crucial um, because once they pass, I feel like they're not going to be as lenient or going to have a grace period. So, What about mental health? Um, how are you taking care of yourself or ensuring that you still take time out for yourself and also others around you? How are you promoting self-care during this time, especially amongst your peers and students who may be um, you know, in the process of writing their thesis or whatnot, or how are you coping um, with COVID and the stresses and that come along with it, you know, with everything that's going on? Mm -hmm. um, I believe even though COVID is kind of restricting us, I feel like life still goes on. So mm -hmm. it's really stressful to think about your future when everything feels like it's at a standstill. Um, so for me, like what I try to do is I kind of just take a step back um, and kind of just separate myself from um, my loved ones, I want to say, for maybe like about an hour, listen to music, do something I like, like painting or running um, as an outlet just to relieve my mm -hmm. stress. Um, and then just kind of reminding me that life's not all about studying and always having to worry about this or that, that um, I should take time for my health and always constantly remembering to eat because that's like the hardest thing I had in you? college. Like, really, Sage? Really? Okay, you know what? I'm back home now. So <laughs> that's why I'll be over. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you should be well fed now that you're back home, I know. Right? It's quarantine. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Um, no, so anyway, that important. doesn't have anything to do with online learning. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's about mental health and right. you need to have yeah. 
a very healthy mental state to to get a good education to have a successful education so it does have something to do with that yes and you need sustenance to keep your mental health healthy yes yeah oh and sleep sleep is most important that's like quality (laughs) but how do you yeah junior how do you do that as a student that's one of the things that you know we talk about sleep let's -hmm. let's bring that up now so last year even even the year before that so he there was always a it was always a challenge to to for him to to get a good amount of sleep to get eight hours of sleep because he would you know right after high right after school it would be you know schools ends at three he'd be home by four you know work on some some school homework whatever and then have dinner and then take a shower and then you know by by the time he's done with all of that it's who knows seven o'clock and mm-hmm. he only has a few more hours before he needs to get back to bed and get get into bed. Mm-hmm. So how I know Junior, you're also a high school student. So how do you how do you deal with that? I mean, there's so many I feel like my son himself was up till it was it wasn't unusual for him to be up till ten PM, even later, and then be up at six in the morning. You know, it and uh, so he probably would effectively get six hours of sleep a day well under this distance learning i'm getting like eight a little hours more of, i'm getting like eight hours of sleep yeah every night it works but before distance learning i'd only get like well there'd be nights where i'd only get like five to six hours yeah so how do i mean that, that seems to be an issue like just trying to get that amount of sleep for our kids Right. For, for, I mean, they always say like, you need a good, you need a good healthy eight hours of sleep uh, so that you can be ready to learn in the morning. Yeah. And be functional. How the next do you day. do that? <laughs> well, for me, it was, I just had a lot of work because I'd wake up really early, get ready, go to school. And then after school, I would head to the gym, work out yeah. for like an hour and a half or two. Just and good. then I'd go home and then I'd either nap or eat because I'm exhausted. And then I do homework, and even that took forever. Right. Yeah. No, I I, I hear you, and that's that's kind of why it, it's almost. Is it? Are we asking too much of our kids? Right. I mean, I mean now with COVID, even myself, I'm getting I'm getting more sleep than I than I, than I used to have, and it's great for me. It's great for the family. It's great for our mental health. So, but at some point, we're all going back to our lives at some point we're going to go back to our lives and and uh, we're going to be back to this this hustle life where we're only getting six hours of sleep and it's going to be back to that are we all are, are we all at uh, i don't know i don't even know what i'm asking here i mean it's well i think um i think right now i mean having this discussion obviously and that question that you raised about are we expecting too much basically are we expecting too much from our children um, I think sometimes I do expect a lot from my kids, um, but I've also told them as long as you put in effort and I see that you're putting in effort, I'm not going to be hovering over you and I'm not going to be pushing you to do this, do that. Although I did nag, um, I did nag Junior about his SAT and looking for scholarships um, because it's free money, you know, who doesn't want free money for college? Mm-hmm. So um, I because of the way that I was brought up and, and the importance on education, how much um, they, my parents put on it. Um, and also because I don't have a degree and I didn't graduate from college. Um, I try to find a balance for my kids because I don't also don't want to keep pushing them to the point where it's not fun anymore. They're not, they, they're not having fun learning anymore. I don't want to put that pressure on them to think that you have to do this because I wasn't able to complete it myself. Um, so I hope that my kids do see that, that I'm trying to find a balance. And sometimes, yes, I do get mad and I do get on them. But sometimes when I realize that I am pushing too hard or a little too hard, that a little harder than normal, um, I do pull back. Um, so I think we all just need to find a balance, um, because as parents, we're used to just, no, you have to do this because we know better 
or we think we know better, right? But oftentimes we don't stop and listen and ask them, how do you feel about this? Um, and that's something that I'm going to need to work on myself. We all do. Yeah. You know, because their well-being is very important to me, you know, like that's why we all do what we do for our kids because we want them to be well, we want them to be well-rounded and we also want them to be um, a productive citizen mm -hmm. right? who does what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Enjoy life and live life. Live life for sure. Yeah. I just brought that up because I know Sage sleeps a lot. Just kidding. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no. You brought that up and I was just thinking that it it's a challenge, man. I don't know. I mean, with COVID, yeah, it's it's gotten better because now we're all getting a lot of sleep, but we're going to go back to this life of no sleep like what is this it's not healthy it's not but but well it's it's a lifetime a lifestyle change right i mean everyone's adjusting to the new normal um make it a lifestyle change and it's for the better get right more sleep mm -hmm. yeah strive to get more sleep every day <laughs> I don't know how you do that though. that's that's what i struggle with i guess Maybe you should have a day where your whole house just doesn't do anything. <laughs> like you yeah. can pick a day like Sunday and then yeah. like just get all the chores done beforehand. Like on Saturday, like, okay, we're just going to unplug and unwind and just not worry about anything. And then Monday could start back up again. So, right. Yeah. Uh, can you yeah. write up our schedule? I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Or even just, like, 30 minutes to an hour a day. Um, maybe you can, like, take a walk. Um, just an outlet, at least, to relieve the oh, stress. Yeah. So it doesn't build up throughout the week. Yeah, I think that's the key. Because a lot of us, um, especially the working parents, too, and students with their studies, um, we're, we all have some amount of stress that we have to deal with and learn how to cope with. Mm -hmm. um, I think if we can just be more conscious about our our own well-being and not worry so much about um well if i don't do this then someone's going to get mad or no i need to do this now right now or i need to do more and just you know just maintain that um harmony within yourself i guess i don't know like do yoga or meditation like my doctor has been telling me <laughs> <Yeah>. to do <laughs> to reduce my stress level because i do get pretty stressed out and high strung mm -hmm. um I mean, that's, that's a good start, right? Like what support, I think our youngsters, we need to start focusing more. I mean, realizing this, talking to usage and, and hearing, you know, Junior speak about, you know, his feelings. Um, I think we as parents really need to start focusing more and um, connecting more with our kids, and I guess. listening to them. Right? Yeah, and listening to them and not so much. It, it's, so it's, I, it's hard. It's a balance and... Mm -hmm. it's uh definitely not that easy to it's it's great to to hear it and say it and and then well, as soon as i go back to being a parent and it's, it's like it's almost like a switch snap yeah and then <laughs> there it is again i'm trying to be a parent oh, yeah i think it's also generational too um just because you guys have grown up in a different time than we have um and i believe it's just so much more competitive and you have to have a bachelor's degree for any job Mm -hmm. It's a lot of pressure on, like, your kids. And I think it is important to check in into their mental health because it's the quality of life, not the pressures, not the degree, not right. anything else. Yeah, I think I'm going to um, I'm going to be a little better at being a mom after this whole journey of um, our little podcast here, because uh, that's why I like connecting with people. And mm -hmm. immediately, as soon as um, I got the text from Will um, your, about your discussion, Sage, yeah. um, I was like, oh, my God, that's one thing. That's one point of view that I've never even considered. You know, like the students, they're the reasons why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know, why haven't we highlighted what <laughs> their desires are or what their concerns are? Like, why aren't we asking them? 
you know, why is it the parents? Because I'm very opinionated. And of course, I'm going to say what I think is right and what my child is entitled to or what they deserve as far as their education is concerned. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to speak my mind regardless, but without taking into account what my kid or my children um, may be feeling. And a lot of the times my children disagree with my ideologies, uh, Will, ideology. Ideology. Um, (laughs) I think it's ideology. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm excited to have more discussions, like a little roundtable discussion panel, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, Sage, if you don't mind, and if you have the time, I would love to have you back as a guest again um, for another show or episode in the future. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) I'd love that. Yeah, because it's interesting to me, you know, because... um, Because she's a... Are you a millennial? I think so. Or I think are we... I don't know. (laughs) But uh, you are in that, that, that age range where... You know, we don't, we don't really, we try to understand, but we don't really mm-hmm. understand as a Gen X. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, our focus, we need to shift maybe our focus on listening more and hearing out um, our children's feelings so that we can help them through, um, make better decisions and, mm-hmm. um, you know, live through life a little better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's and a I, contract. I <laughs> It's a collaboration yeah. between the student, the parent, and the teacher. I mean, really. Um, and then overall, I don't think it's fair to, like, um, bring ourselves down either. I think it's just a learning experience for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So don't think you guys are bad parents. Just, you know, it's just something to work on, you know? Right. Yeah. We're always growing, always trying to improve ourselves. And, yeah, just trying to make it a good environment for everyone. Very right. well said. And I think, yeah. And you, once you start growing, I mean, that's, you're pretty much dead, right? So I think we should continue <laughs> the, the growing momentum, right? Yeah. For as long as we're breathing, right? I, d- I yeah, die every I night then. Oh, my God. <laughs> but overall, I think it was a good experience just to reflect and um, kind of just recognize our privileges individually and um, how fortunate we are just to live in this time to where we are able to use this technology and to be able to adapt. Um, and I also really like the fact that we talked about mental health because I don't think it's stressed enough um, just throughout mm-hmm. everything. Um, so that was really good to consider for each ind- each individual person. Um, and just, yeah, just kind of reminding myself um, just to remind myself to take mental health days as well. Um, but it's also important to surround yourself with people that love you. Good yeah. support so. system, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. In your I bubble. think that's the most, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, bubble. A yeah. real bubble or your <laughs> support bubble? Like, like your support bubble. <laughs> Not like Uncle Will's bubble. That's a, that's a different bubble. That's like no germ bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and even just like um, a family FaceTime or there's also an app called House Party that you can download and play with family members or friends. And I think that's a really good outlet just to and it's free, by have the way. social interaction. Yes. 